Welcome back to class, everybody. I am your Professor Ethan. Ooh, and I'm over here the getting dabbed on Professor Ricky. Came at me strong with those dabs. You yeah, bro. With those. Um, I hope everyone is doing well in this isolation situation. I have been descending into madness, but I think I found the bottom. Frankly, I think I'm. I think I'm here now, in the void, in the dark, and. Uh, it's chilly down here. <laughs> you stay in the void, my guy. Yep. And uh, hey, but I think honestly, I'm I'm kind of neutraling out. I'm getting numb to this situation. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. I'm finding new uh, new positive habits. Um, I've been running for my caffeine actually, which is interesting. I have a gas station exactly a mile away from my apartment, so I run up there a couple times a week, grab my caffeine, and then run back with it. Just get some kind of activity so my legs don't become uh, uh, pencils, pencils, of popsicle sticks uh, of themselves. Of course. Um, but yeah, make sure you are out there calling your fam, calling your friends. Yeah, or, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. Ethan, you you have been doing, I would say, stellar in this in this quarantine. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Um, it's amazing really frankly it helps to be like borderline sociopath (laughs) (laughs) which you freely admit yeah i mean just like having the ability to like just basically not talk for an entire weekend (laughs) so one day uh i think it was like maybe this monday i went to work and i was talking to people around the office and my voice was just like weird as hell like i just haven't been used yeah, so I realized I hadn't spoken for like two days, and um, so wow. like I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Obviously not. <laughs> this is incredible. But uh, it was like cracking and stuff. Like, hey everybody. Yeah, pretty much. And it was like kind of weak. And I'm like, what the shit? Just realized. Well, like obviously like allergies and shit. But right. but I also hadn't spoken in literally like two days. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it turns out that that does affect the quality of your voice. I, I'm, I'm I thought, a gabber. I use my voice a lot, and I, I need to, or I will, again, cozy up with the void if I don't get to yeah. speak. Um, but, you know, times can be tough, Ethan, right now. Things can look a little dreary and gray. But good, lighthearted, slice-of-life romantic comedy animes might be your answer, which was the most seamless segue into <laughs> the show we're going to talk about today. Of course. And that show is <laughs> My Bride is a Mermaid. <laughs> oh, I thought you were, like, pointing at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this was actually an email request, which I'll read out from a person going by Foxy Kazume. Kazumi. <laughs> Um, we're really bad with names guys not good with names there's been a lot of people giving us shit for saying lagasi lagashi oh yeah you know what hold on before i read out that email i gotta like i don't know if it's a bone to pick but in the last episode (laughs) we did b stars and we were getting some flack because we were calling him lagashi when it's apparently lagosi lagoshi Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It was definitely a Wingardium Leviosa, not Leviosa situation. <laughs> the one thing we can all agree on, it's obviously clearly Ruiz. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Just triggering people left and right with that shit. It's written Lu- Ruiz, so I don't know what they want me to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's definitely written that way in the in the sub. So, um, yeah, I don't care. Ruiz. I mean, it is what it is. Ruiz the, <laughs> Ruiz the reindeer. Yeah. The alliteration just makes sense. It's not Lewis the lame deer. <laughs> it's a red deer, but it's okay. <laughs> so as we were saying, the email that we were sent 
Good evening, professors. So I was listening to the most recent episode. And you know what? Thanks for the respect oh on that name. God. You interrupted not just me, but our humble Thank you in. for the respect on the name. What is so hard? Like, what's <laughs> wrong with Respect that? on the name. Yeah. Capital P professors. So I was listening to the most recent episode. And if <laughs> I remember correctly, you both said you would watch any anime suggested via email. And I just so happened to have a suggestion. I want you both to check out the anime called My Bride is a Mermaid. I want both of your brutally honest opinions. <laughs> Best of luck, your first Twitter follower, Foxy Kuzumi. And she was. And, I, you know, I got to thank her for that because uh, she had, like, contacted me separately, actually. And was like, hey, do you have, like, a Weebology Twitter? Because I don't have an Instagram and I want to follow you on one of your platforms. So thank you for... Uh, you know, stirring us a little, the little yeah. uh, nudge in the correct direction there. It's people like you that spur us into action. And most likely that means just getting on social media that we are already adverse to. But um, it's great. It's great. Y'all writing in. Um, right. But when you read that email. Yes. Or, I, or we both read it. What did you think? Because I thought it was going to suck. I thought this was going to be an intentional ditch bomb. Right. Like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. dropped because like the, the way it was phrased was you watch italicized any anime <laughs> are like oh boy here we go okay and then my bride is a mermaid come on it did that... sound really bad so we did the research and the looking into it so it was put out in 2007 by a pair of studios gonzo and aic gonzo has done some notable works it's not coming to me right now but both of them haven't done much since like 2000 and maybe 15 Nah, so I don't know. They've been they've been out of the game maybe for a bit. Um and then we looked on my anime list. Ethan, what was the score on my anime list? Wasn't it like a seven point eight or it something? It was a seven point eight. Wow. Yeah, I was like what? I was like, okay, so she actually gave us like a good show to watch. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, again, it, it, we are not exactly slice of lifers. Um, there are some obvious standouts. I don't hate Slice of Life. Me neither. It's I just mean, a little bit on the boring side generally. And I need comedy in that soccer. Romance, I can take or leave, but comedy in my Slice of Life is a requirement. Um, not a strict drama guy myself. I can watch a, other shows to get my drama fix. But okay. So, Foxy, we did it. We watched it. <laughs> we watched it. We this watched one's for you. <laughs> so, 10,000 Feet Ethan... Where do we start? So we start with Nagasumi. Mm -hmm. Goes with his family to his grandmother's house on the Seto shore. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, <laughs> this kid's an idiot. This kid's a twerp, man. Somehow he falls in the water and basically drowns. <laughs> Which but, is so very yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he actually gets saved by a mermaid. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And... Um, Basically, nobody believes him that a mermaid saved him until these dudes show up at his door, <laughs> like Yakuza-type dudes, and they say, uh, Nagasumi and parents, you have to come with us. And basically, they go down to their uh, underwater lair. turns out that these are the uh, Seto um, clan of the mermaid Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, everyone, your reactions right now of what the fuck yeah, yeah, yeah it's very it's well placed it's very weird it was definitely a what the fuck moment um so this yakuza this sushi yakuza uh essentially are out here trying to 
reconcile with their traditions that if a mermaid's identity is discovered by a human, either the humans or the mermaid have to die. Now, right off the rip, up to this point, the only characters we get are, um, like, Nagasumi and his parents. His parents kind of suck. They're not, they're, they kind of suck. Like, they're not I don't good. know. I think they helped make the show absolutely. Oh, no. They're fun to watch. His daddy they're, was hilarious. They're just not good people. <laughs> like, his mom and his grandma were shitting on dad and nagasumi yeah yeah the mom's like oh i'm so i'm so sorry you have to have a grandson as as poorly behaved as nagasumi and then the grandma's like i'm so sorry you had to marry someone as poorly behaved as you know your and, husband and they're, and, all, <laughs> they're all at the dinner table it's <laughs> it like it's hilarious they're just chatting with each other it's like it's unfortunate the women of my family are wasted on men of that one and they're just like <laughs> ouch <laughs> this hurts this is not the spice i wanted with my meal and they like constantly talk shit to nagasumi he's like you raised me yeah it's like which one are you yeah i wonder who he takes after you both of you <laughs> um so yeah we and they are kind of they almost were like a little too willing to kind of just go along with this whole thing um but then they're all down in the sea hut at the bottom of the ocean and they were given that ultimatum is that either she's got to die this soon chick who is the mermaid that saved yeah sunseta sunseta and uh or the whole family has to die the whole human family has to die so a proposal was made why don't i just marry him soon says and we then kind of get the real glimpse of the soon's dad mr seto himself was it uh Goes a Boro? Yeah, Goes a Boro. He, I kind of loved him. Yeah, he was it, awesome. He's like a doting dad, but he's also like the head of like a clan fan, like a Yakuza clan family. <laughs> so he's got this rough outer exterior. He's got like cross scars across his face. <laughs> like an absolute badass. But, and, but he's a doting dad like, this is my cute, cute daughter. Fuck you if you think I'm going to let you... This twerp, this this barely a morsel of a of a man, marry my cute treasure of a daughter, and um, then you also introduce to her mom Ren, who is kind of. I think uh, it's fair to say an absolute smoke she's show. She's an absolute smoke show. Like uh, totally, totally into that. Um, and she's like level headed compared to him, being bombastic and stubborn, and she goes along with this marriage plan, and um. La di di la di da. We got ourselves a human mermaid couple marriage thing. Um, you know, I, I I don't mind this setup. I I don't I don't know. Is it was more interesting than most slice of lives would attempt this kind of topic. Yeah, I mean, I think this is like primarily comedy and secondary slice of life. Mm-hmm. Like I think so. Like the first episode, I thought was actually hilarious. Yeah, because like all, all the interactions between the two families are funny as shit. Like when they first came to the door, I think it was, it must have been Gozaboro or Masume or something like that. They said, "For what you did to Sun," and then his parents instantly were like, "You son of a bitch! What did you do to yeah, her?" Yeah, they beat the shit out of him. Like, yeah. well, what lewd acts did you commit upon this poor girl? Right, and so like they they. <laughs> He just really go in on him, which was hilarious. You brought up Masa, who we see in the, we meet in the first episode oh, too. Oh, Masa! Masa is like this, 
a darker skinned fella who is just this cool and collected, doesn't really say much. And both parents, everyone is head over heels for him. Yeah. Probably the funniest recurring thing in this whole show is to the point where I'm pretty sure, um, like the mom, uh, Nagasumi's mom is willing, a little too willing to cheat on her husband with him like she wants to cheat oh on yeah her husband for sure with him. she like tries multiple times <laughs> but um so like what's funny. what's interesting about did you watch the sub or dub i went back and forth actually because i wanted to see both um, i thought the dub was phenomenal the dub was pretty good uh the you know the voices for everyone was on point uh nagasumi's vo- voice was sick nagasumi she has like these weird like vocal tics like yeah and that didn't come through i think the the writing the translation into the dub didn't kind of no it did do it didn't it because she was like yeah and like like yeah absolutely okay cool 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 i would say it's more pronounced than it was in the sub that might have been it because the the, i found it more endearing i guess it was dub i switched back and forth a lot in this one because i was like i couldn't really decide but then i kind of landed on dub um it was good i was shocked at the dub and i don't say that often and you know what? I would recommend watching it in dub. Over Finally. This one. I would. We got another one, folks. Only, and you know what the reason was? I watched a fan sub of this. Uh-huh. I think that partly was why. And it was just not good translation, dude. <laughs> like, no, you, you know, fan subbers out there, you do, you're doing the Lord's work. Just do it better. but uh uh so as we go on it kind of turns into this kind of episodic feel to it just situations where um you know they have like relational hijinks together kind of and this is where in my opinion it gets a little lost in the weeds for me it feels scatterbrained a lot of the a lot of this show felt fun but scatterbrained right yeah i don't know um it felt like there was like a general through line, but like they don't love each other. So like that's the weird part is like you're you're expected to believe that these kids are gonna get married and they like basically just act like really good friends. Like Sun is putting in way more effort than Nagasumi, like there, constantly. There it is too, because make no mistake, this was a marriage formed out of necessity to save a life. Yeah. So, but by episode two, we haven't even like she is just getting acquainted with him and all of a sudden she is really like hurt by the fact that uh it seems like nagasumi is not really putting in the work which is a little startling to me going from okay i'll do it so i don't die to oh my god this is my man this is my husband the whole thing this is my man this is my man's um but then we, we we kind of get once they i think it really starts to uh become more and more solid to me a jump in quality of enjoyability when they get back from seto to saitama region um yeah i think that was like episode three maybe yeah and uh they <laughs> she she tells him out of nowhere soon tells nagasumi out of nowhere that oh hey by the way i'm coming to live with you and i'm going to your school and i'm gonna you know sleep in your room so Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So he didn't know that she was going to move with him. His parents tell him, hey, I got to go back because uh, I got to go back to work, essentially. And yep. so he's like all, all freaking out. He doesn't know how to tell soon that he's got to 
son that he's got to peace out. Sorry, I hated her name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the, in the uh, dub. Everyone kept saying son, and I thought they meant like my son. Yeah, my son. Like, yeah, like, I, I was like, this is really, really confusing for me. It was really, really hard for me to like <laughs> deal with that. They could have named her literally anything else, and it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. Um, but. Anyway, so she basically goes, oh, that's what you're all worried about all day telling me? He's like, well, I'm moving with you and stuff like that. And then when they get back to Saitama, turns out that his parents are like, well, she's now our daughter, so you got to get the fuck out of your you room. Get, go sleep you're in the gonna fucking make her, attic. He's like, you're going to make her sleep in the attic, you psycho? <laughs> yeah, these parents are just shitting on yeah. the integrity of Nagasumi. Which they, is hilarious because he did not ask for this at all. No, yeah, that's <laughs> it's just made out to be this dick of a dude. Um, but uh, we also met Maki, who... Yeah, this like little tiny conch assassin. Yeah, that goes uh, for the Seto family. How'd you feel about her? She was really fucking annoying. I uh, thank you. I, I the one of the one of the lowlights for me, well, character wise, was her, because um, she would act all cute and uh, you know attentive too soon, um, but then the second she would turn her back, she would go full on like delinquent on uh, Nagasumi's yeah. ass, uh, and she's got a couple cool abilities where she can basically pump out an infinite amount of water at high pressures from her conch. So you can use it as a gun. She can use it as jet propulsion. Um, but her main goal initially is to kill Nagasumi. Yeah, basically like break him up. but Straight up. But to do that, she's got to kill him because if if one of them doesn't die, then you know both of them got to die or something like that. Right. Uh, that's the mermaid law. It's the mermaid tradition, baby. Uh, do you remember that thing that Sun would always say when she had to do something chivalrous? Yes. Honor amongst thieves is honor under the, the seas. <laughs> and I, I think they did it. That was the one place du- uh, Dub kind of failed on that one, in my opinion. I thought opinion. it was hilarious. It was kind time, of though. funny, but the other one was when in the sub, she would do a play on Japanese characters, like a re-reading of this text could be considered this text. Sure, Like sure. chivalrous spirit. If you read it a certain way, it means mermaid instead. So I'm like, okay, that's a little more clever. Some Japanese wordplay. I understand why you can't translate that all the time. But man, was it corny and dumb. So corny. Um, I, I, it, it grew on me, but it never was as endearing as Japanese wordplay can be. Um, <laughs> that was funny, though. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't want to go through, like, all the plot or anything. I think we should no. just talk about some of the characters, some For of sure. the funny stuff. So, like, overall, I thought the characters were, like, a, a massive highlight. Oh, yeah. Let's get into Chimp. We, yes. This is the first one we learned coming back. So Nagasumi's best friend at school, his name, name is Chimp. He's got like an actual name, but he just calls him a chimp because he literally looks exactly like a monkey. He drew him to look like a monkey. There is yeah. no beard and all and everything. And he's this kind of perverted friend that's always, that's like, he's always thirsty. This is a thirsty monkey. Let's not get it twisted. Um, but as the show progresses, it's very apparent that he is so fickle that he'll just jump around to being whoever's best friend is most advantageous for him. <laughs> yeah, his loyalty is definitely for sale. Which was so funny. So funny to me. Probably my favorite part. He would just bounce around and like, master. And he, he would just like teleport in. Yeah, yeah. So he would like, he would like shinobi, like, sh- you know, flicker step or whatever in. 
you know, like they do in Naruto and all yep. that stuff where they just like vanish from sight really Sound fast. Sound effects and all. Um, so that was really funny. He also played a character of like this wise hermit and he'd always come in and say something like insanely profound they and like pervy Roshi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd say something like crazy smart. And then, you know, Nagasumi would be like, Oh yeah, that's why. Like, oh my God, he's back. And stuff like that. <laughs> he's back. So like that guy's hilarious. Um, Mikawa was a, another male mermaid who's mm-hmm. like, uh, the son of this massively rich family who's like military might is out of this world or something oh yeah he's and got uh he's got connects he basically just came in and i guess son son was the first person to ever be nice to him or something so he's like oh, i'm gonna marry her for sure yeah he's like a neat kind of dude and he uh likes like tight confined spaces so he always travels around on submarines because he has the money and i think of the, the throwaway line of i built canals all under the cities of Japan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because he can travel in submarine and style. So he actually has a fear of open, wide open spaces. Open, bright spaces. So he wears like a NASA suit anytime <laughs> he goes outside, a NASA astronaut suit. So like, yeah. I mean, there's like a lot of comedy throughout. And like, I think some of the recurring characters like do a really good job. Um, one character I wasn't honestly a fan of was Lunar. Yeah, what's getting Lunar? I, I was so over her she's basically like a rival to son and she's like a pop star so she's famous she's rich yeah Um, she had this she had the motive of wanting to beat soon and like the motive was because she beat her at singing (laughs) back as a kid yeah i'm like all right you know what that's petty just petty. But like that's the vanity that a pop yeah. star would have, so yeah. it makes total sense. It fit. It's just petty. And, but they were um, like both from opposing gangs. She's from the Edamame gang. Yeah. And uh, still had the best dad. Yeah, her, her dad dads. was sick. They did it for the dads, and her dad is this clear, obvious Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator copy, <laughs> and he to the point where he like. He'll just throw out lines like he'll just say like hasta la vista baby and he does like the Terminator 2 thumbs up he, as he jumps into an incinerator. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, but Lunar, I don't know. You can clear there's the sun moon parallel, just literal sun and literal lunar. Um, and uh, she then at some point does steal uh, or attempts to steal Nagasumi away. Yeah, so basically she, like, makes some lie that they were getting it on while Sun was away in the house. <laughs> and her dad had showed up to visit her at, like, that exact moment. <laughs> that was that was a really funny scene because it looked like she he was just rubbing her ass. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Okay, so basically anytime any mermaid gets, like, doused with water, you have to, like, quickly dry them off. And then their legs will turn back into normal legs rather than fins. Yep. So, like, frequently this is, like, a pretty common theme throughout is, like sun is like super fucking um clumsy and she'll like knock over vases and stuff and turn you know her tail back yeah how and much so, water can there possibly be around yeah. she just happens to find it and it always goes wrong for so her. nagasumi has to like dive over and like clean <laughs> off her legs and yeah. stuff like that and she's like oh sorry dude sorry dude <laughs> and so in this particular case like lunar um spills water on herself or something and so he's trying to like dry her legs off and her oh. dad walks in and is like okay, you're now going to be part of our Edamame gang. And so they put him in prison until he marries her. <laughs> and then uh, Sun comes in with her, like, Ronin spirit and, like, basically 
starts kicking everyone's ass. Yeah, yeah. And th- there's times where, like... Doesn't she disown her family, too? Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She she says, I no longer am associated to the Seto, Seto gang. If that's how it's got to be, I'm, I'm out. Um, Just because... And her dad, like, died. <laughs> yeah, her dad freaked the fuck out. But in Nagasumi's defense, Lunar, he was helping her with homework... And she was literally trying to get him to cheat. Yeah, on soon. Bad. I was like, you know what, you petty, petty bitch. I like, I, I know it fits her character, but I, like, she made me hate her. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. drats foiled again. Um, but the character, the characters are kind of what clearly carry this entire thing through. You get a couple reoccurring storylines. Um, let's see. There was a couple two-parter things. There was uh, the rescue of Nagasumi from the Edamame gang and the the ending, which was w- much more action-y and stuff. We'll, get, we'll save the ending for a little later. Any other characters that you think were absolute standouts, like your, like your favorite character? I know um, mine. Like her parents were funny. So basically, once they moved to Saitama, they put pressure... <laughs> they used their like their gang leader, you know, status to put pressure on the the school administration to allow gang gang members to take over all the positions throughout the school. So they're just so, like, like her mom was out. the nurse, her dad was their homeroom teacher, <laughs> uh, Masa taught uh, math, and then they have this the shark guy who basically can change his body into a shark whenever he wants. Yeah, like, his thing is first thing is literally shark Fujitora. So he can he's pe and he's also like a, a roaming guard type thing but every so often he turned his head into a shark which is pretty funny just but like, it's funny because like the, the contrast between nagasumi is just kind of doing this because he has to do this and then he you know starts falling in love with son i guess like i was not super clear on that whole thing i think i was kind of like a yeah, little bit whack it but didn't, it didn't feel rushed isn't the right word it just again it felt weirdly slapdash and how they because when you have a slice of life and you have a little bit of romance seeing that you know grow in a steady progression is cool but it didn't it felt like there are times when he'd like really care and then there'd be times like way later in the show where he doesn't give a fuck like he's just like literally ignoring her while she's doing his laundry like a amazing housewife and he's just like, yeah, okay. I'm like, dude, come on. Well, I mean, he's a kid, first of all. So, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I thought it was hilarious, obviously. Like, that was the main crux of the show. Yeah. I don't think, like, any of it was supposed to be, like, realistic in terms of, like, the love and stuff like that. Are you telling me mermaids aren't realistic? I mean, they exist for sure. Okay, cool. Just as long as we're being completely academic here. I'm just saying, have you read a, a sea shanty that did not include a mermaid? Well, hot damn. There's yeah, there's your answer. They, they have to be real. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite reoccurring things too is that um, when they first go to visit the Seto home at the bottom of the ocean, Nagasumi is basically like like dead and not breathing and needs CPR, and Masa instantly yeah. jumps on him and gives him like mouth to mouth. And throughout the entire rest of the show, every time he shows up with nagasumi on screen he goes full googly eye like it's the weirdest <laughs> oh, <funny>. masa. <laughs> oh masa it's a really funny love triangle it's that hilarious like, <laughs> that um 
I think what was actually a cool fun fact about Masa as well in the dub, I his voice seemed to go back and forth on some stuff in terms of who was doing it. And when he had long monologues or diatribes, I noticed the higher quality in voice acting. I did research. Chris Sabat was the voice of Masa. Yeah, it but sounded like Piccolo. Just in those moments. Like, he was only in three episodes. And just the ones where Masa was having, like, long... Everything else, like, where he had throwaway lines or something like that, it wasn't Chris Sabat. It was some other dude. Which I found was really interesting. I had to I had to dig into that to find that information, but... That's freaking um, strange. I've never heard of that. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, and I went and looked at the... On IMBD, the episodes he's listed for are the ones where Masa's going off. So, that's a... They, the, like, the voice acting is shockingly strong. And uh, Masa is a clear favorite from from every perspective. <laughs> no, but it was just always funny, like the googly-eyed stuff he would always do for Masa. And he'd be like, my first kiss. <laughs> my first and second kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he does it again later. He gives him CPR. So it's just it's just funny. I think, like, just, overall, this is, like, definitely a show you want to watch if you, um, you're not looking for, like, a ton of substance. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that was definitely the weak weak part but i think it was a very very strong comedy show like i genuinely laughed i think in nearly every episode and i did too and i find i find it like kind of sadly rare to have shows like anime comedies that make me laugh in that way for yeah. sure you for know sure. and so it's great to see you know konosuba did that for me just because i know what they're making fun of in isekais um a couple other ones uh grand, Te- uh, grand teacher own great teacher own izuka um it had some really got some serious chuckles out of me um but in, the, in this show i was thoroughly surprised at the humor uh this is definitely a feel-good one and would you argue it is a good does it hold up as a gateway anime uh i think it could be like a gateway anime maybe for is it a genre gateway maybe not just the... I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Like, I wouldn't show this to a 27-year-old guy that's never watched anime and be like, this is cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you know? not going to draw But I don't know if that's like... If girls would really like like this as a gateway either. So, I don't know. I think you got to know what they're kind of playing on maybe a little bit. Yeah, because there's something about... Uh, there's something about this show that makes me not want to recommend it to somebody. Oh, not that I didn't enjoy it, but if someone says, "Hey, I want a light-hearted comedy, like slice, like drama, romance, you know, just something like that," I, something about this show doesn't feel like it would be worth. This is worth shouting out at somebody as this is your first one of the genre. This is this is a show that you watch when it's like, okay, I have a I have a list of things to get through and to be pleasantly surprised with it. It's because I feel like if you go in with the high expectation of the show, it might you might be a little disappointed. I mean, it's for sure going to fall short if you think it's like a masterpiece or something like that. Right, right. I think it was like comedically, I wouldn't say close to a masterpiece, but it was like on, on a similar level. Like yeah. I think it was one of the funnier shows I've seen. And like the three you mentioned, Konosuba, GTO, and this, like GTO and Konosuba are like absolute masterpieces. Right, right. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, so like saying it's even in that realm, I think is maybe a tiny bit strong, but I think 
you know, agree. the idea is there that like, yes, this doesn't like seem so out of place in, in like a situation like that. Cause they had other good aspects too, besides the comedy. I, I would say the world building of the mermaid side of things wasn't bad for 26 episodes. Dude, it was like a fairly decent show. Like, yeah. I absolutely agree with like the seventy-eight to you know potentially like the low eighties too. I wouldn't. I think I would put it closer to like seventy-two. I didn't like the visuals. The very end, I the very end they really whipped out whipped some sakuga out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever, man. I, I maybe maybe it's a dated look for me. It's it, definitely dated. Like yeah. it looked older than GTO, I think, and GTO is an older show. <laughs> That's true. Um, but it's it's got a certain disproportionate big eyedness that I don't like. In it makes the anime itself feel that might be part of it. Is that it's really it's really tough to suggest some anime that are really good or really funny or have great shows when the visuals make it look more cutesy maybe kawaii may moe right because i think that that doesn't help with you know you need someone a little more seasoned to appreciate that it did what it needed to do for the characters everyone is very cute everyone is very uh rounded off except for some of the older older uh warrior type gentlemen but um i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to dig into why i don't think i would recommend this show to somebody that is very new to the space I think it's just hmm. there's not a lot of substance behind it. So it's like yeah. if you show somebody this and then, you know, the humor isn't enough to carry them through, you're concerned that maybe they'll stop watching anime altogether. <laughs> that is, I think that that's true. That's the, the point. But like it was definitely a good show for what it is trying to be. Like I don't think it put too much effort into making like this big, long, impressive story. But like you said, they did a good job of like where where they needed to they expanded upon a, a few things like mm-hmm. the mermaid culture all the different clans stuff like that i think they did a decent job i like that i wasn't expecting them to put effort into that like you could have just had the seto family and maybe the edamame group and that is all you realistically needed for what the show was but it goes into like you know uh the mechanics of being a mermaid because like mermaids have powers they use their voices as, as like a power system never needed to happen in this show and it still would have been just as funny but they went in on it and i'm and i'm shocked um and one of the places that i think they uh they did right is kind of what you're alluding to is balance with a show like this you need balance um you have too much of one thing you get an ari Ferretta situation where you basically go balls deep on the harem that's all you concentrate on, and that little inkling of a good world is so lost and never expounded on because you went way too hard on one thing. This show kept things nice and balanced, and how'd you feel about the harem in this show? It worked, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it was solid. Like, I think the girls that liked him before everything started makes sense that they still like him, yeah. right? Like, the class rep and me... me uh, 
Mira, 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 Mira Kella or Milwaukee or something? Mil, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Milwaukee's best. <laughs> the Milwaukee's best. And she was. I can't remember. So there's this girl who just wanted to be a police chief. That was like her whole thing. So she, anytime anyone would be like doing something impertinent at school, she'd be like, do I need to teach you the rules of this establishment? Oh, yeah. It's like, do I have to teach you the rules of this society? Which was like kind of funny. <laughs> TDH. I actually liked her a lot. Um, then um, you had a. a Class rep, her Akino, I didn't know. A K E N O, Akino. And she came in, another mermaid. She came in, clearly not a high schooler. She's she's hot to trot. She's fit. Yeah, she's Um, a full grown adult. Full grown adult, and all of the high school boys were like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Who the fuck is this? Um, Did she ever really. Did she ever really jump into the harem? I did. I wasn't gonna say that she did, but like you would have to tell me. I don't think no, she didn't. If you um, thought so. Uh, no, but there's that one episode that they did where, um, he gets a love letter from the class rep, and this one could have been one of my favorite episodes because he gets one from the class rep. He goes to meet her to turn her down gently. While every other character in his life watches from the bushes. <laughs> and then um, he basically, like, didn't get the chance. They interrupted him. And then he goes and sees Ren, uh, Soon's mom, who's posing as the, the school physician. And she's like, here, have this mermaid love potion. This drink. Now, mermaid drinks on humans totally fucks them up. Yeah. Because it, they're really way bad. too potent. Um one time they basically drank a bunch of stuff and they got really, really drunk or acted drunk. This one, tinier dose, one day's worth of what she called being insanely popular. That insane popularity is actually all the women are unencumbered in their sexual attraction for him. Dial to 11. Like, they all, but the, the funniest part is they all see their ideal man in him. So, like, class rep sees him as like a shiny knight and uh, Akino sees him as like a warrior and, um, all the girls are like literally pulling him apart, like trying to <laughs> get a piece of that action. Of and, course. And all, but all the men see him as their fucking enemy. So it literally is a women popularity potion. And then he, he runs home and all of the girls in this harem are like waiting for him to wash him essentially. Um, Cause they're like ravenous and uh, he's basically um, has to just wait it out and lock himself in his room. And they're trying to like, get something in there um of course this was your favorite episode you sicko <laughs> Yo, boy, boy. but it's it, that was the only place that they had extreme harem shit i think it was well written to include a harem situation going tightly tightly written one-off kind of thing um yeah but, i mean uh, lunar throughout the show like makes overtures towards him and like it's hard for us as the audience to really tell whether she's doing it just despite son or if she actually likes him i kind of felt like she actually liked him a little bit yeah and she was just kind of like playing it off as it was like just to piss off son i think it started as the former and then turned into the latter like it started out as a spite thing and then as it went on um she actually got the hots right Um, so like it was definitely like i think a good healthy dose of harem like there was obviously the two like main forerunners that were competing the two girls he knew from before that were competing right and like it was just overall fairly good like i mean to be honest the show is like we said pretty funny 
not yeah. a lot of substance pretty decent characters i thought throughout yeah and, and like a strong like basic like semblance of a plot right um i got i guess i, I guess i don't want to use these nitpicks to say this isn't an enjoyable situation but i think looking at it from a critical eye is smart this is a popcorn anime you will you can turn your brain off or on or don't even turn your brain to, on too hard then you're gonna turn out like me cynical in the void Looking at looking at little things to nitpick. Like a pivot. <laughs> the one thing I didn't wasn't the biggest fan about uh, Nagasumi was how everyone was so cool with him. Like everyone that was falling in love with him or was infatuated with him, when they were asked why, they were like, "No reason. He isn't particularly special or at anything. His personality is kind of meh too." I'm like. Why are you going to do my boy dirty like that? Yeah, like, it's pretty rough. It's, it's like, like, Jesus Christ. You're literally head over heels for the guy, but you can't tell me why. No, and like soon at some point was like, no, he's a loser. He's not really that cool, but that's the man I fell in love with. I'm like, good, good scoping him out soon. Good, good judgment of, of male character. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, like like I said, I think the romance portion of it is easily the weakest <laughs> portion. Like they had no basis for liking each other. Period. That's that's fair. And like other than like a base attraction, maybe the whole masculinity thing in the show was actually they played on it a lot. For those of you that are seasoned anime fans that have watched JoJo, get ready for a smorgasbord of JoJo references. This is a a neat little string of JoJo memes here and there. And the animation for those scenes were actually really really good <laughs> like surprising like they had no business making these character models work but it's really funny when they do um so yeah they uh that got some dragon ball z references in there i'd say for a season anime fan there's a lot of little callbacks to that era yeah a little of, bit of easter eggage because mm -hmm, it's 2007 it's kind of like peaking um peak dragon ball jojo era uh of thing maybe not jojo but everyone knew of it because it was getting popular manga wise then so yeah um, i mean i would just say like this is probably for more seasoned than an entry-level person or i don't know if like maybe danny or somebody will have to tell us whether this is like a more girl-centric show like i don't know if girls would like this more than boys or something like that it's labeled on wiki as a shonen right i just don't know i don't need i don't know either so uh, I think saying shonen and romance in the same sentence is a little bit of like a, you know, two conflicting a point of views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but overall, really good. Thank you, uh, Foxy, for shouting that yeah, out to thank us. Thank you very much. Um, and definitely, like anyone else, if you have other shows you would like us to watch and critically. Put it on the stack. Put it oh, right I thought you were slapping an ass. <laughs> ah, we'll get after it. <laughs> no, if, if you have any shows you would like us to critically, um, let's say, observe or what's the word when you like? Brutally tear into? <laughs> sure. When you annihilate. <laughs> Decimate. Even. For it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Feel free to email us at uh, webologypodcast at gmail.com. Or hit us up on our DMs at webology.podcast on Instagram. Um, but speaking of um, just like, you know, being around and yeah, and uh, in your void, you've been watching a ton of anime, my guy. I've been watching a ton of anime, and I'm glad I have a small platform to tell you about Ricky's wrecked adventures of just tearing <laughs> through anime. Um, so uh, 
I watched the entirety in this quarantine. I've watched the entirety of Food Wars. Oh, Ethan, get a, oh, it's so good. It's, <laughs> Mama I, mia. I, 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 I really would like to talk about it because I think there's something there's something about that formula that just they made it click. Like this is this is an anime that is so that's hit something truly unique enough that a weeblet and a non weeb have went in on it and they're like this is gold they binged it they're all in um watched a what the fuck are you talking about remember uh, a couple episodes ago i talked about my coworker john um okay and his wife thank god yeah I was so lost you know he's the weeblet his wife is really a non-weeb but they went in on <laughs> okay, um, they went in on the show together and they love it which given all the ichi shit i was floored so i had to that's what spawned me to uh explore and very happy i did that so that might be uh i wouldn't say i wouldn't say a pitch it's pretty long by the way the uh the word that i was looking for a while ago was analyze pretty simple <laughs> but uh really struggled isolation affects us all more subtly than others but to be honest i don't know if it was isolation <laughs> just, just like a t- brain t- that isn't working i don't know <gasps> Got the smooth brain going. But um, yeah, you watched uh, Kuroko as well. Kuroko no Basket. Upon my recommendation. Great recommend. Great recommend. Hell of a pitch. Um, it's It's got all of that liquid concentrated hype that like Haikyuu does, but it almost feels like the the progenitor of the stuff that makes Haikyuu so good. Down to the point where it's like a lot of character parallels. Like you have the guy who's not great at anything except for that one incredible skill you have the natural talent who is trying to work his way within a team context um as main character duo combinations so uh again would love to circle back and talk about that show and why it's um in my opinion the modern sword art online of sports anime <laughs> it's the it's there have been bef- good ones before but it is the one that kind of kicked off a new wave, a new era of sports anime. Um, what else I watch? Uh, My Bride is a Mermaid. <laughs> as, as, is, yeah. as is evident. Um, finished up uh, a lot of the seasonal stuff from last uh, last season. ID Invaded. The Fridge is giving us lip right now. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, finished up Haikyuu um, to the top, which... Uh, We'll give our thoughts in a future episode on that. How'd you feel? Just a quick, a quick preview. Um. Wow, the fridge just. The fridge, really do, going fridge in. do you have thoughts? Yeah, apparently the fridge the loved it. <laughs> the fridge no, it was. I thought it was good. Like, obviously, they they cut it off at like the exact moment that was like the hypest ever. It definitely felt like a transition. To what's gonna come next is gonna be the big banger. Yo, this is actually starting to piss me off. I'm gonna go turn that off. Keep talking. <laughs> We're getting a little loose here today, guys. So, um, yeah, seriously, my list is starting to dwindle. There's, um, we're doing, you know, Tower of God and Gleipnir, uh, but we definitely uh, are open and willing to receive your recommendations. Uh, we've had a couple people on Discords uh, that we are part of give us some suggestions and not afraid to circle back on But, yeah, those. nobody cares what you're talking about. So what have I been watching? Great oh. question, Ricky um yeah so, that's totally where i was going with it <laughs> i mean i had mentioned previously i watched a lot of fairy tale like oh yeah like a hundred plus episodes um i watched two seasons of kuroko no basket you've actually passed me believe it or not 
um, nice. uh, because you weren't listening to me, but it's okay. <laughs> I told you very clearly that we had to pause and you continued, but it's all good. I was too busy to get your text because I was watching <laughs> Corbin <Right>. Basket. <laughs> um, obviously, we watched all of Haikyuu. We watched Darwin's Game. Darwin's Game. Get which, ready for that next week. You know, is next week's episode. We're talking through Darwin's Game, the good, the bad, the... The dirty. Brutal. Yep. The bloody. <laughs> uh, what else? Jeez, I, I really have watched a lot. Gleipnir, Tower of God. Um, Castlevania. I've, I've hit that season three hard, and it was best season of the three. Um, that'd be a good does it anime whenever you get around to actually watching it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I got quite a few things going on right now. So. <laughs> I know. Um, what else? Jesus. Oh, Hands Off Isaacin. Now, yeah, okay, Ethan, do you want to do a mini pitch? Because you you did, ju- like, really highly praise it right before we started this episode. Sure. And that would be a very interesting... Um... Great. So, Hands Off Isaacin, yep. great, amazing show from earlier this year, like, very beginning of 2020. Okay. Um, and basically, the premise is, it's like this really weird, eclectic city with, like, really weird idiosyncrasies, like, there's two clocks... Like, there's this big, okay, there's this big-ass lake in between these two cities, and both the town clocks are pointing towards the other city, so the only way to look at the time is to look across the uh, little lake to see the other city's clock. Unique. Okay. There'll be, like, a river running through the middle of the city. There's, like, you know, air conditioners in the top part of a door, so you have to, like, (laughs) duck to get in. It's just, like, a weird-ass city. Dr. Seuss shit going on. Like Right, but it's just, like, it's honestly, like, okay... This is some personal shit, but I love those like massive cities where like everything is connected and like I don't know, I just like really like that grungy like so you, you kind of like eclectic city like kind of feel, steampunky almost, absolutely like, tight, tight corridors, tight alleyways. Yeah. Okay, like, that's always been like a big time like uh, thing that I've thought would be really cool. Like obviously, there's like engineering challenges with that. Like I think. For well, instance, welcome back to the engineering podcast yeah, with sorry. Ethan. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to go through this just a little bit. So <laughs> Wh- like, whips out a book. <laughs> no, I mean if you think about like big ass towers of people underground, like underground cities and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, getting rid of human waste is a really big problem. Getting food, getting power, all these things are big problems. But what's awesome about this show is it's basically like three girls that want to make an anime. Oh, this is that? Yes. Okay, okay. And so they, yeah. they talk through all the technical aspects of it, which, like, teach you about anime. Okay. Except they also have, like, three specific roles within the group. These Con- are those funky-looking Japanese chicks, right? Like, the yeah, art yeah. style is really unique. So, Kanamori is the, uh, like, the really tall one that you yeah. see. And she is, like, the business person. Okay. So she's like constantly after them saying, well, we can't do that because we don't have time. You know, that kind of stuff. I like that. I'm like already trying to make compromises and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Asakusa, I think is the one girl's name, mm-hmm. is like the background or concept writer. Or, okay. Sorry, artist. So she makes all these machines and stuff and like tries to think through like how would this actually work? So she like puts like real physics in a lot of cases. She like tries to come up with reasons why this isn't like far fetched and stuff like that. And uh, so it's like a little bit Dr. Stone plus, you know, anime. How's it made? Like, I really like I loved this. This feels like it's 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 tickling a lot of bones on your checklist. Yes, but it's also I promise you it'll 
tickle your bones too. Ooh. Cause it like, it also kind of speaks to like, what about anime is so, um, engrossing. Like they, they'll do like a presentation at some point for like the school and everyone will start, you know, they'll be watching their anime movie. Yeah. So it's an anime movie being watched in an anime that you're watching, right? That's inception. But then right there. also the anime is coming out of the screen into the anime that you're watching. Who's watching oh. the anime that oh. you're watching. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like you'll see like uh, an explosion will happen on the screen and the whole crowd will feel like a big blast of air will blast through them. Oh. So it's just showing them like, that's got a little food wars in it. Cause it's, it's meant to be an, a visual allegory for the feeling of yes, watching yes, that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. like, I promise you'll like it. Um, I also think it, it's, absolutely going to be the best op all year oh hot damn it's really good okay wow you, you everyone agrees okay <laughs> everyone everyone agrees everyone agrees <laughs> all right everyone out there is nodding their heads okay they do um all right that's that is a very high price um and you know what you're on a roll with Coraco, so you know what i have to take your word for it i promise you'll like it like this is one of those ones i'm not even like concerned thinking that you're gonna like it okay and the art style is like funky so that see that's where i'm already like that's number one for me it's that funky art style visually appealing um but it's cool because as they're like they're thinking about ideas they like physically jump into their own anime they'll have like hard hats on and stuff and they'll be like drawing it as they're building it like mentally it sounds like a like a past, like super pastel memories best timeline <laughs> no, 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 no 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 it's just it's a like whole jumping into meta. anime thing it's beautiful okay it's amazing all right it's huge huge so aside from that show we that could be definitely a future episode um but for now final score my bride is a mermaid i already said oh did you so you you're right in line with 78 yeah i'm giving it a, a flat 70 he said 72 earlier. I, I, I'm i buckling down a little bit. Like I said, 70 still good. This is an objective scale. But I, I, I hit my head like, is this really better than 75? I don't think so. It's good. It's funny. It's being carried by the humor. It's being carried by... That's the a fair point. I'll, I'll change my answer to a 75. Think for yourself, man. You made a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what it does well, it does well. It's not going to do everything enough to get you all the way up to the holy grail of 80s or higher. Um, it was funny though. It was funny though. You'll you'll have it. You'll have a chuckle. But guys, uh, uh, thank you guys so much for watching thank at you. home if you're on YouTube and listening if you're on the podcast as per normal. Yeah. Um, please rate the podcast on Apple if you can or on Podchaser. Yes. So it's this new website where basically you can say like, okay, we have ownership over the Weebology podcast, but you can also Go to our profiles and look at other shows we've been on and episodes like yeah, that. You can kind of track our individual um, uh, guest spots and <laughs> stuff like yeah. that, uh, and, our trajectories. Uh, but they're currently doing something. Actually, I think it's till the 30th where if you put like reviews on either the show, the episodes, whatever, they'll like donate money to the food banks, yeah, uh, so Feed please. America. So. If you can go on Pod Chaser and you know give us some reviews and then like episode specific reviews if you'd like as well. They'll give us a couple bucks for these schmucks. So review these schmucks for the people out there. Don't do it for us. I mean, 
do it for us, but also do it for them out there. Yeah, it's um, mostly for, you know, the less fortunate, but obviously we do get some benefit from it. We, at some we're, point. we're less fortunate until we get reviews, and then we're fortunate. Then, we, <laughs> then that goes to help the less fortunate. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely, you know, check us out on instagram mm-hmm. on webology.podcast we got memes on memes on news whenever we can update y'all on uh any new information coming out um check out our twitter at webology p at webology p um it's much smaller than our instagram account but i'm also not putting a whole lot of effort into it and yeah. i'd like to change that yes yeah, that's another good way to con- get in contact with us directly so yeah i'll definitely um, see it if you do like add us and make sure to check out our bonus extra credit Thursday episodes we're doing in this isolation situation where Ethan is going through Gleipnir every week, the episode that comes out, and I going through Tower of God. And we give our thoughts a little more loose form, kind of keeping ourselves distance and safe. Um, and you can check that and this Monday show out on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, CastBox, or Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. Um I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Wash cover your, your hands, mouth. Wash your booty with the bounty. Yeah, do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> news alert. I have half a roll left. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Until he goes to the quicker picker-upper. I see it. It's sweating over oh, there on the counter. Yeah, I've it, got a lot of tissues and a lot of paper towels. They so know if they I have know to, I have to. That's all I can say. <laughs> they know their fate. Maybe I'll drive over to my dad's house and have him, like, uh, football throw me a toilet <laughs> paper roll. I assume he's got it in bulk. Well, I'll keep the people updated every week on that. But, I will uh, do. Until next time, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is been Weebology. Uh, deuces. deuces. That, 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 that,